Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I am joined as always. Jesus fucking Christ. Did you hear that? I did. Who was that? So I was going to give this, <laughs> I guess I'll just interrupt uh, our regularly scheduled programming real quick to just say I was going to give this disclaimer um, in a few moments after I did the rest of the intro, but I was going to warn that there might be a lot of ambient noise because there are people doing construction across the street from me today. Um, but it's also like the first 86, 87 degree day. And I live with five other men. You could loosely describe them as men. Um, and they are the loudest people you'll ever meet in your life. They literally only scream. That's it. They don't have any other communication settings. It's just screaming. Yeah. Um, so if you hear, if you hear any of that, which <laughs> evidently we already have, um, that's what that is. There might be some ambient noise. I might pop my head out and tell them to shut the fuck up at some point if it gets too bad. But, uh, for now, I guess just enjoy the jovial merrymaking that you can hear in the background. So as I was saying, this is Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Nathan. This is a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us, and we give our honest reactions to it. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. We usually get between five and seven on the show, and uh, that's really all there is to it. We like punk and hardcore a lot, um, so we talk about it. Really, really nothing else to the concept. That's it. Nate, do you have any points of order that you would like to address this week i'm just uh trying to keep that same magical mindset that we had last week mm-hmm. um hoping that the dividends are still paying off right uh didn't see much the rest of last week but you know baby steps sure um it uh it's a, as you said it is the first genuinely nice warm day um right. i think that we've had and uh People are outside having a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the virus is gone. It's um, gone, baby. Certainly seems to be gone by all measures. I can't see it. Um, <laughs> nor can I see any actual evidence that anyone is concerned about it anymore. I think it's gone. Right. And uh, we are 100% back to normal, man. So <laughs> maybe the positive thinking is there is working out, you know? Yeah, perhaps so. Perhaps so. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, so I guess if we'll, we'll try to keep that same energy from last week and, and see if it pays off. Um, I forgot to shout out this. This happened a while ago, but then last night reminded me of it because I totally forgot to bring it for you. But uh, Worst Behavior, who we played on the podcast many, many months ago um, mm-hmm. and both enjoyed, sent uh, sent me a couple cassettes of theirs, one for myself and one for your for you. OK, um, I forgot to bring it over last night. So I wanted to shout out Worst Behavior for sending those over. Awfully yeah. nice of them. Indeed. And then I think we have some Touchhead stuff coming our way this week, too. Oh, um, word. Some Touchhead stuff that had not made its way onto cassette yet, finally did. And uh, I, I heard word from that crew, and they're sending some stuff our way. So I'm stoked to get that. So shout out to the uh, the uh all the folks in the Touchheads camps for for listening and sending us stuff. That's cool. Yeah, for real. My, uh, my only real point of order, I guess, is... Uh, what I was just complaining to you about and is that I am, I am in a lot of pain because a few days ago I finally took the plunge and decided to, to start working out and lifting weights and getting fit. Um, it was, you know, I'm 30. I feel like there's really, there's no better time than now. Um, if I wait any longer, my window is going to close rapidly um, on the time in which I have to do this and, and do it with any degree of of, of, uh, of reasonable ease. Um, 
and uh, I'm very stoked about it. But yeah, going taking my muscles from a state of basically atrophy and total non-use to a state of hypertrophy has been um, a massive shock to the system, and uh, I'm in a lot of pain. But I'm feeling good about it. I'm feeling like. I'm I'm ready to be strong. It was spurred on by a friend of the show, Pretty Maddie, and I were texting, and uh, he told me that he had gained 15 pounds of muscle during quarantine. Uh, Pat Kinland from Self Defense Family Drug Church, Axe to Grind, uh, Worst Possible Timeline, etc., has been putting on the gains, and then my roommate Josh has been working out and looking looking cut. My little brother, who also lives with us, is is a ripped dude, and I just I felt tired of being left in the dust, so. I'm getting to the point now where I'm I'm going to be able to really back up all the shit that I talk on this show. So watch out. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, 15 pounds of muscle seems to be a dubious claim. 15 pounds of muscle is a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> it is a in, lot. <laughs> in a few months. Yeah. Um, I know a thing or two about training. Yeah. I know a thing or two about uh, lifting weights. Mm -hmm. And um, the only time I was able to put on 15 pounds of muscle in a short amount of time, relatively speaking, four months, mm -hmm. was uh, when I was squatting three days a week mm -hmm. uh, in my mid-20s, um, squatting three days a week, uh, have heavy weight for fairly high volume. Right. And uh, eating until I physically couldn't shove more food <laughs> down my throat. Yeah. Well, the, it may just have been that the quarantine was a culmination of a longer process that had ultimately resulted in 15 pounds of muscle. I don't want to suggest that this man is godlike and managed to put on seven and a half pounds of muscle a month for the last two months because that's quite literally impossible. Well, it's also easier for somebody that has never put any muscle on their frame to put muscle on quickly at the beginning. Sure. Um, and then it just gets harder. And um, despite the fact that you're 30, I will tell you that it is never easy. Um, oh, no, if, no. If it's easy, you are doing it wrong. For sure. Or you're doing it right because you've got a lot of gear in your medicine cabinet. Right. Um, so just, and also steroids are straight edge, in fact. Um, <laughs> So that's fine too. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I. That's why. That's why I use the term relative ease. I meant relative to to the overall pursuit because the pursuit itself is not easy. I just mean that I'm at a point point physiologically where I can still manage to do this without it being a, a nearly insurmountable uphill battle as it would be if I tried to do this for the first time when I was forty. You know. Well, I mean, it's still not insurmountable. I mean, I am 43 right. and I still train. Sure. Um, I got to train this evening. I got sandbags. I've been training at home with sandbags, which is one of my favorite things to train with. Nice. Um, it's also one of the most brutal fucking things you can train with. I can imagine. Um, not a balanced weight, uh, 200 to 250 pound bags that you've got to shoulder and carry or shoulder and, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, squat with them. Uh, that will put your dick in the dirt. I can imagine. So uh, I got to train this evening. I'm not looking forward to that. But um, yes, it does. It never gets easier, and it definitely does get harder as you get older. And you got to right. be smarter about it for sure. So, so yeah. So demo, listen. You know, um, check in with us in six to eight months. You're going to be looking at two now two very strong, well armed boys, a mini militia, a mini podcasting militia. 
Well, I think that, you know, that's basically all the army is, is in like special forces, they just teach you how to shoot guns and then you take steroids and lift weights. <laughs> right. Yes. That's right. The, confirmed. That is all special forces is. That's pretty much all it is. It's, yeah. um, it's essentially, um, uh, either the best or the worst, um, gym you could ever join. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, worst in the sense that you might have to to go across the sea and kill brown children for the U.S. government. Um, but I guess depending on your proclivities, whether or not you're a complete psychopath or not, that might really appeal to you. Uh, it could. It's um, not something that appeals to me particularly. <laughs> if you're gonna build muscles, though, why not? If why not use them? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I was hoping. So I've got a latte sitting beside me that. Uh, my friend Josh fetched fetched for me, and I was really hoping that he would have brought it to me while the show was still going on so that I could claim to have an intern. Since you've claimed me as your intern, I wanted to do a little internception. Yeah. Um, but uh, but unfortunately, I was hoping to have him introduce himself and introduce him as my intern, but instead you might just hear me contentedly sipping on this latte every once in a while. What kind of latte is it? It's a chai latte with soy milk and no water. No water. Mm-hmm. That's huh. it. It makes it a little bit thicker, a little bit more rich and creamy. How I like it. Yeah. What kind of sweeteners it got in it? Um, just the whatever, whatever the the house chai flavoring is. That's all. It's, it's probably a cheat day for you, isn't it? Yeah. 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 That's right. <laughs> um, I uh, I, yo, I haven't been eating pretty much any sugar. So these these today and uh, tomorrow are uh, are off days for us. But I've been eating high protein, no sodas drinking a shit ton of water. I'm, I'm out here, dude. I'm killing it. All right. All right. You know, that's the hardest part of it is the diet. Yeah, that's true. Which is it's, why it, I'm still fat, despite the fact that I uh, train as much as I do. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, it, it's it's the hardest for you, specifically when you get two king-size Reese's bars and as many uh, Red Bulls as you can bundle in your arms. <laughs> Here's the thing. Candy is delicious. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's well-known and agreed upon. Candy is delicious. Sure. Um, it's a nice treat for yourself. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I like it. <laughs> uh, and I've never been good at the diet thing. I'm good at the eating thing, but I'm not good at the diet thing. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, for sure. Right? So, yes, yeah. I I, I, uh, I can pick up and carry a 300-pound sandbag or, you know, down the street, but um, mm-hmm. I also weigh 300 pounds. <laughs> right, yes. A give and take situation. Yes. So on uh, on that note, I guess let's dive into it. Unless we have anything else to address, well, this this preamble is about uh, a third the length of the ones that we have been doing on the last few episodes. So that well, might like be refreshing. I said, you know, part of part of this new magic, this like this this process of mine of mm-hmm. um, keeping a, a good mindset is. Um, and this admittedly has been a challenge, but I am getting better at it. I basically have to ignore most of the world. Right. Yeah. 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 That's what I do, man. It's fucking awesome. Right? So yeah. I'm learning to ignore the world and I find out that it's easier to be positive and happy. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, you know, I'm learning. That's, that's a positive thing. I'm learning. I'm learning how to be positive. Um, and part of that learning is by um, unlearning the planet that I live on. <laughs> That's very true. And, uh, you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling extra good today too. Cause it's not even two o'clock yet on a Sunday. I've already made 70 bucks today. 
Um, and I got a message a little bit ago about a, a, a shirt sale that I can probably move for like 40 bucks that I'll probably move after the podcast. So, you know, I'm looking to make a little over a hundred bucks on a Sunday, just moving a few shirts and a, and an old copy of uh, Pokemon blue version for game boy. So I'm feeling good. I moved that Smith shirt the other day. Um, I'm, I'm really, things are going well. People are, are, uh, bored in quarantine. Um, so they're buying bored. the shit out of, out of, uh, old t-shirts. Bored and well off. Evidently, evidently. Yes. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, I'm feeling good. I think that, I think staying true to this, uh, this positive precedent that we established in the last episode is going to be a cinch. So let's go ahead and see what we've got in the queue this week. Okay. So first up, we have Ugly with their promo 2020. I believe we had this in the queue previously, but we didn't get around to it. It came out in uh, at the end of April, April 30th. It was sent over by a member of the band. It features members of Endorphins Lost and uh, some other bands. Then we have got Night Feeder with their Rotten Demo. This is a Seattle, Washington band. If... Yes. Okay. So this is this is correct. Yes. So this is Jay Styles from Disrupt's new band. Okay. Um, according to Jay, it is quote the same song I've been writing for the last thirty years. Well, uh, how can you go wrong then? Right. Yes. Hardcore ACDC with DB uh, undertones. So there right. you go. Um, then we have got Heartfelt with Like Father Like Son. This is one that got sent in before but didn't make its way into the queue, so it was uh, resubmitted by Joey, who uh, plays guitar and does vocals in this band. Joey was filling in for the band Porcupine uh, when they played at my house last year, and that's uh, so I met him in passing at that show. Um, this is a new Chicago area band that he is playing in. Um, I think described it as kind of alt-rocky emo stuff, so you know we'll see where we land on it. Sounds wonderful. <laughs> then we have... Uh, Speaking of which, we have Porcupine, um, who uh, sent this in a while ago. And again, it was a thing that just didn't make it up in the queue. This came out at the very, very end of 2019. Um, so they sent it back in to see if it would uh, if it would actually make its way into the show. Band of young kids from Chicago playing kind of weird, um, dissonant, hardcore stuff. Then we have got Glean with their demo. This is a San Diego, California hardcore band that was described to me as kind of post-hardcore uh, with maybe some Husker Du sensibilities. Okay. If, 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 they, if that's true, then I will probably like this quite a lot. It's coming out on New Morality Zine's label here pretty soon, I believe. Uh, or it may have already come out. No, no, I think it's, I think it's coming out on tape here pretty soon. Um, then we've got TI-83 with their demo. This is a new Denver, Colorado band featuring some members of Goon. It was sent to me over, I can't, a few people sent this to me actually. And then it was also posted in the Demo Listen uh, Facebook group described as zany synth punk stuff. Um, it definitely looks like a thing that will be up our alley. And uh, considering it features members of Goon, that's very promising. Then we have got Skull Dice. This is a San Antonio crossover band that features members of the unit who we had on the last episode. Then we have got Pummel with Our Power. This band is uh, is a very hype band right now. Um, I know a, a couple members of the band in passing via the internet. It's a band that was sent in previously, didn't get around to listening to them, and I see in my feed constantly um, have been described to me various times as a band that I would probably enjoy quite a, quite a lot. Um, they're from Providence, Rhode Island. I don't really know anything about it other than that I think it's kind of straight ahead, bouncy, 
Boston slash New York hardcore inspired stuff um, and that a lot of people seem to like them. So evidently they're quite good. Um, and then we got two more. These ones are not available for public consumption yet. One is a band called Old Ghosts that self-submitted and said that it was very unlikely that we would find much to like with it, but that uh, the person who submitted it said one of their favorite mo- some of their favorite moments on the show are when we do eviscerate and lambast things. So uh, they thought, why not send their own band in and see what we have to say about it? Okay. So they sent over their record OG Crow, which is not out yet. And then we got uh, a submission from a band that we had on pretty early in the podcast, Sweet Soul. Um, they sent over a, uh, a new song of theirs, Noises Drown. Ian Manis from that band sent it over. Um, I think Ian submitted it the first time around. We, uh, we didn't hate the stuff, but we kind of... We didn't love it either. I think we were a little lukewarm to it, and one of the main reasons is because it was described to us as 77 Punk. And then when we listened to it, it was way more just sort of in the power pop world and didn't really make good on the promise of the uh, genre tag. Ian in his email said that uh, our criticism of, of the inaccuracy of that was, is probably somewhat valid, but that this new stuff is more squarely power pop with some maybe 90s punk influence so that we might enjoy it more. Okay. So that's what we got. Uh, that's what we got in the queue this week. Roll the dice and let's see what's up first. Uh, eight. Okay, eight is Pummel. So this can be found on the uh, Atomic Action Records Bandcamp. It came out in January of this year. The release is Our Power. It is a four-song, seven-inch. Um, and actually, you know, Atomic Action is based out of Providence, Rhode Island. Pummel might actually be based out of Boston. Yeah, they're from Boston. Um and like I said, everything that I've seen in terms of the description of this kind of stuff is that it is sort of in line with the kind of shit, bouncy, fun, old school, hardcore that you would expect to come out of Boston. Yeah, they got the same demon on the cover as uh, the uh, Armor 7-inch. Yes, it is a, a very, very similar demon. Oh, it's the same. Oh, is it the same one? It's not similar. It's the same. Right on. Um, I do like the art on this quite a lot too. Um, yeah. it, it, it endears the release to me before even hearing it. It looks like something that I would probably enjoy quite a lot, just aesthetically. Um, so I think we should just go ahead and lead with the opening track, which also happens to be the, uh, the title the, track the title track. Okay. So we are going to listen to our power off of the seven inch of the same name by, uh, by Pummel from Boston. Sorry. My brain, uh, failed me for a second. We will be back in a couple minutes.
All right, that was the song Our Power off of the 7-inch of the same name by Pummel from Boston. Nate? Uh, that was a bit more, I guess, metallic than I expected it to be. Me too, yeah. Um, especially towards, I mean, throughout, it, it was there was some crossover sort of thrashiness to it in the in the beginning and then the breakdown at the end mm-hmm. obviously brought to mind like some 90s victory records sort of stuff yeah i thought strife immediately yeah exactly um strife okay never one of my favorites i think you've mentioned the same thing it's not one of the standouts on the 90s catalog of victory records but nevertheless sure. uh definitely up there with the classics yeah this wasn't too bad um i don't listen to a lot of hardcore that sounds like this anymore um but uh, this was well done. Um, silly lyrics about the strength of hardcore and all that sure. sort of stuff. Um, right, right. You know, come on, what the fuck? Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's a that's a young person's game for sure. <laughs> yeah, that that that's definitely a young person's game. Before you realize, our hardcore is full of fucking weaklings and posers, and um, <laughs> old drug heads and shit like that. Right. Um. So, uh, whatever. I mean, do your thing. Show your power. You're young. Um. You're not jaded yet, but you will be. Um. <laughs> and then uh, you're gonna look back on this band and cringe. Um. <laughs> you know, on 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 stuff like that. Um. But that's okay because we got to keep it positive, right? Right. Um. So you know, you're young. I wish I was as I, I wish I was as posy as you were. Um. And 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 full of myself and my power and my strength and how I'm gonna take it to the world and not be. Um, utterly crushed to the point that uh, I have to forget about it in order to feel good again. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, this was, I kind of feel the same way. This didn't blow me away, but I think it's undeniably incredibly solid. Um, yeah, I, I mean, and it was really energetic too. I mean, yeah, this is the sort of thing like, you know, if you saw this band, especially kids that were in the know would go fucking apeshit. Yeah, definitely. Um, and from the from the just clips that I've seen shared on social media of their live shows, it seems like kids do indeed go apeshit for this band. And this is a style that translates well live to its hype. It's energetic. Uh, the songs are still short, um, but it does have that metallic edge um, that makes it, you know, supremely moshable. I thought this was uh, really fun stuff, really competently done. I think most of the people in this band are also fairly young. Um, this is, I think, the first band of note that any of these kids have been in. You know, that said super super solid first band to sort of dig your heels in and and get a little recognition um as much as you yeah you might look back on these lyrics and cringe a little bit i mean musically this is really solid nothing to be ashamed of here um you know rehashing what nate said it's one of those things where i recognize strife is a classic band um and really really enjoy them uh for what they are but i never revisit them when i when they come on i'm like oh yeah strife's a great fucking band but i just it just does it's one of those bands that just never really clicked for me and so the elements of this that are pulling from that don't don't speak to me a lot they don't speak to my sensibilities a lot but they're incredibly well executed and there is more straight up crossover stuff in here too um there's clearly nods to like leeway and chromags in, in the songwriting on this mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mixed with some of the bouncier Boston hardcore of the past two decades, like waste management, um, rival mob, that kind of stuff. Um, overall, I think it's a pretty good synthesis of a pretty ro- broad range of influences and, uh, yeah, nothing to be embarrassed about here. This was really solidly done hardcore, not really my lane, but if you're an early 20 something kid in the Boston area, this is probably your shit. And I think that's uh, well-deserved this, you know, pummel is confirmed now confirmed by firsthand experience. Good band. I, I understand why kids are fucking with this heavily. 
Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't uh, bad. No, not at all. So uh, on that note, let's roll the dice. See what's up next. Four. Okay. Four is Porcupine. Y'all finally got your wish. You came up in the queue. You've been trying for months. It's 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 been done. Porcupinehardcore.bandcamp.com. As I said, definitely young kids, uh, fresh out of high school in the last couple of years, early in their college careers. Um, this is a four song split that they did with a band called Prowns, who is a uh, New York like post hardcore kind of quick sandy band. Um, they have got uh, two songs on this split, Fawn and Wedlock. Let's just uh, listen to the first one, Fawn, see what they decide to open up with. Sounds good. So we're going to hear Fawn by Porcupine off of their split with Browns. Come on, come closer to me and don't be a coward. I don't want a coward in the family. Yes, I want you to be a heard the song fawn by porcupine off of their split with prowns nate i'd never heard this band before um so i was going in totally cold um yeah i don't listen to shit that sounds like this right um it's it's uh got elements of like that nasty like 90s emo to it Mm -hmm. um there's a bit of mathiness there to it that is almost an immediate turnoff for me. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, this sort of stuff is just like the, 
I don't know, man. I I I I I just get flashbacks to like fucking kids crying at shows about bullshit. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 For sure. Right? And yeah. um, that is more than enough to um kill it for me. Yeah. Um, you know, it was heavy. It was uh, it was um. I guess about something personal. Um, you know, who knows? Seemed like some pretty heartfelt personal topics in the song. Um, mysterious, probably meaning only something to like the person that wrote it. Right. Or in those in their immediate circle. Um, so that's cool. I mean, hardcore is a vent and uh, it should, I've always treated it as a vent. It should be a vent, right? Right. Um, get shit off your chest and uh, just blow some steam. I think that's better than coming at something like uh, you're going to change the fucking world with uh, sure. your, your poetry set to shitty music. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, whatever. It was fine. It was a good vent. Um, and I'm sure that uh, it feels good to fucking go off play and play that song. But it's just not a style of, of, uh, of punk that uh, I have any interest in usually. Sure. Um, I will say too, live, they're a very good band. They go off, they sound good. Um, they're young, so they better be. I hate when I see a band of young kids and they're not going in. It's like, dude, you have your health. You have your whole life ahead of you. You're not even jaded yet. Why the fuck are you not blowing me off the stage right now? Um, I, I hate when I see anybody playing aggressive music and not going in. Well, I don't yes. care how fucking old you are, because if you're old enough to still play the music, mm-hmm. then fucking do it. Right. Right. Yes. You yeah, know I what agree. I mean? And no, I like, agree. And like joints be damned, right? Yeah. No, I, I agree with that entirely. Uh, it's just, it's it's uh, even more so when they're young people. Because it's just like, dude, why are, why are you not going hard on this? Um, but uh, so I think that this is incredibly competently done. It is, I don't think, so I'm friends with Joey from this band. Uh, even though this is like not a style that appeals to you, I think you saying that it immediately brings to mind that wave of stuff would probably be a compliment to him. Um, I think he really likes all the gravity records shit and stuff like that. Um, they, these kids like converge a lot. They like coalesce a lot. You can hear notes of that in here, but then you can also hear that West coast gravity record scene, like fucking heroin and shit. Um, and you could even hear like shit, like, you know, notes of Rye coalition and stuff like that in this music. Yeah. Um, all, all the greats. <laughs> there, there is a there is definitely a through line of of that particular branch of emotive hardcore um, that, uh, by all accounts, from old head friends was uh, was a dividing line in the scene at one point for sure. Um, but uh, I think Joey's well, I know for a fact Joey's tastes are incredibly eclectic, and he is the principal songwriter in this band, uh, as far as I know. Uh, I think that eclecticism is represented in the songwriting. It's really well executed. It's not the kind of music that I sit around and listen to constantly. But like I said, it's also fairly weird for what it is just because all of the influences going into it are are that eclectic. Um, you know, there's like the harmonic parts in there are very reminiscent of Snapcase. Um there's just there's a there's a lot of shit going on in this, and uh, ultimately, even if it's not something that I sit around and listen to every day, I think they're a really good band. And most of all, I laud young people for not falling into sort of a pre-established guide guideline and just being like, "Yo, we're we're just gonna write the music that we want to hear." Um, I think Porcupine does that very well. Uh, so yeah, I don't really have anything bad to say about it. It's not a thing that I visit a ton. I've I've heard other releases by by these dudes. I have a couple of their tapes. Not something I listen to a ton, but I think they're a very solid band. 
There you go. Keeping it positive. We're keeping it very positive. I mean, to be fair, both of the things that we've heard today um, are like incredibly competently played. You know what I mean? It's like we do. It would it would be hard for us to conjure up a lot of bullshit to talk about these two things. So right. don't well, don't right. don't speak too soon. We might land on something truly awful. Well, I'm I'm working on a totem right now to try to get some good energy going. Oh, are you? I can't wait to see it. I imagine I'm probably going to get a text notification here soon. And no. <laughs> um. Let's uh let's roll the dice. See what's up next. Uh, four again. Okay, four is Glean. The Bandcamp is itsglean.bandcamp.com. San Diego, California, five song release tape coming out on New Morality Zine. New Morality Zine is uh based out of Chicago. They've put out some some stuff for Porcupine actually. Um, I guess let's see. I guess just let's just play the opening track. There's no uh, no reason not to. Well, the track that it loads for me is Garden. What's oh, it load for you? Oh, Garden. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't even see that. Yeah, Garden does load up first. All right, cool. So we'll take their word for it. We're going to listen to the second track then. So we're going to listen to Garden by Glean off of their demo. We just heard the song Garden by Glean off of their demo. Nate? Uh, I'm hastily worrying. I'm, I'm hastily working away at that totem. I'm trying to get something happening right now. Um, <laughs> it's sort of, uh, I, I, I must say that uh, 
this was okay. This is a bit too. I wasn't really paying attention to the lyrics. Um, the uh, my uh, my ritual was sort of like I was using the the music to fuel my ritual. <laughs> yeah, I just got I just got an image of that. It's, it's amazing sort of, that the music influenced what what was sent to me. It's sort of it's sort of like a a portrait of Dorian Gray sort of scenario here, where I'm I'm spewing my uh, negativity into the image. Okay. Um, to to yeah. purge it and get back into a good mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this was fine in that it was uh, poppy and inobtrusive, mm-hmm. um, but that's exactly how I don't like most of my punk. Um, right. Is I, I don't want it to be poppy and inobtrusive. I want it to be horrid and uh, boot on your neck sort of shit. Um, right. So it was fine. This was the sort of shit that, uh, you know, you try out on a girl to see if she actually likes good music or if she likes shitty music. <laughs> um, you know, this is like what you test the waters with, right? Right. Um, but uh, not for me. I, I'm uh, I'm a dude that likes shitty music. Yeah. So the the, the Husker Du comparison was uh, mm-hmm. a little misplaced for me by the individual who sent this in. I mean, I guess in the lineage of Husker Du in the sense that they pioneered the trend of punk dudes throwing a chorus pedal on their guitar and, yeah. you know, writing melodic songs. Right. But uh, but Husker Du is a legendary band. I don't often compare other bands to Husker Du because not only are they legendary, but they're also quite singular um, sonically. There's not a lot of bands that sound like Husker Du. Um, and I don't think that this did, uh, this to me is indicative of, of a potential trend that is emerging right now, because we've actually gotten quite a lot of bands recently that kind of sound like this. Yeah. And I'm wondering if the band anxious has anything to do with it because anxious is probably the biggest band right now that's playing music like this. And also one of the best I've big up them on, uh, on the show before I, uh, I saw them, I don't know, beginning of this year down in Indy, and uh, they really blew me away live. Those dudes also play in the band One Step Closer, which is another band that's very hype right now, playing sort of Turning Point-esque melodic hardcore that's quite good. They're young kids. They're kind of the spiritual successors to Title Fight in the sense that they're the band occupying this lane that I think a lot of local bands are looking up to, um, maybe inspiring some young people to start bands and play that type of music. Um but also like Title Fight, they are a standout in the genre that manages to make music that really stands apart from most of their contemporaries. And often when this music is done on just like a local band level, um, it doesn't particularly move me. Uh, there wasn't a lot to hate in this, but there wasn't a ton for me to latch on to either. I think it has a long way to go. That said, it's a demo. Um, so that's, you know, to be expected for it a demo. It's really good for a demo. I mean, yeah. you know. Definitely, definitely, um, it's a much more uh, realized sort of band than you hear in a lot of demos. Certainly, yeah. Um, but I, but I, I still think there's there based on this one song that I heard of five, right? So it's a small sample size. Um, I definitely think the songwriting could use a little little tightening up. Um, ironically, I thought the the coolest and most promising riff in the song was the one right at the end that they played two times before they went into before they closed out and went into that sample. Um, I really liked that riff. And when I looked up to see that there was only 10 seconds left in the song, I was very disappointed because I was thinking, Oh shit, I, that part was really sonically interesting to me. I wanted to hear, I wanted to hear that idea played with more. Um, so yeah, I don't hate this, but, uh, 
I've heard a lot of bands, I heard a lot of bands doing stuff like this like 10 years ago and they kind of dropped off the face of the planet. Um, and now I'm starting to hear a lot more bands doing stuff like this. Didn't care a whole lot about it then, don't care a whole lot about it now, but there's always going to be standouts. For me, this just really wasn't one of them, but there's also nothing, uh, there's nothing to really pick on here. Just it, in order for this, this kind of stuff um, to really work its way into my heart, it has to be truly excellent. And I, I just don't think this reached those heights for me yeah and i'm just um too calcified right yes right well established yes yes um so i guess on that note glean you're doing your thing i ain't mad at you probably won't pick up this tape but uh you know if you asked me for a show i wouldn't say no i like the artwork on the tape I do too i actually i'm glad you mentioned that because i was gonna say i think there's a there's a pretty wide chasm between how much I dig this band's aesthetic um, and how much I actually like their music because musically it doesn't do a ton for me. I don't dislike it, but I don't feel any sort of way about it. But I really like the um, the like the logo artwork that they have in the right upper corner. And I really mm-hmm. like the tape artwork a lot. Yeah. And and when we when I before we listened to the the, uh, the song and I was looking at the tape, I was like, man, I hope this is an instance where the tape artwork is not. um like fully in line with what the music sounds like for sure yes you know i hope it's a bit of like irony or a misdirect a a little bit of misdirection yeah no but it was uh unfortunately not but yeah yo your aesthetic is dialed in keep that up you got that you got that part uh on lock for sure so uh let's roll the dice and see what's up next all righty how many is that three down three down one okay one is ugly the Bandcamp is uglysludge.bandcamp.com. Um, as I said, members of Endorphins Lost, I believe, and uh, and some other bands too. Hold up, let's let's see. I got uh, I got it in the uh, I got Brandon Hayden sent this in. Um, so, oh yeah, that, I'm glad I looked this up because I wanted to to give Brandon a uh, a shout out too because he said that aside from uh, hardcore Dan Carlin's Hardcore History, which is an excellent podcast if you like history, by the way, check it out. Um, that this is the only podcast worth listening to. So much respect to both of us. So thank you. So yeah, this is a resubmission, like I said. Um, Comes from Prescott, Arizona. Um, Did Adam play in this band? Was Adam a member of this band for a minute? That sounds... Because I, I was like, did they play at the house? Or I know Endorphins Lost, not... Ugly. Yeah, Endorphins Lost. I think that Adam played in Endorphins Lost for a minute. Maybe. Yeah. I, um, think, I think that's the case. Yeah, I couldn't. I, I that it sounds it sounds very very familiar. So it's members of Endorphins Lost and Transient. Um, he said it sounds like early Swans, early Godflesh, and then they've also been likened to Dystopia. Um, I love early Swans. I love early Godflesh, and I love Dystopia. I so like Dystopia. Um, do, do not lie to me here. Some of the some of the dumbest lyrics ever written though True written like. by Dystopia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fucking um, we you often you know. I don't even like money. Yeah. That. Motherfucker, you like money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. So uh yeah, Dystopia is man, what a what a disparity between the quality of their riffs and the quality of their lyrics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um with song titles such as My Meds Aren't Working. Right. Um Okay, uh, cry me a fucking river. And yeah. Give me your money while you're at it. Yeah, for sure. But uh but but damn, some great fucking riffs. Yeah. So uh so like I said, all the descriptors there are are definitely things that uh have me perking up my ears. So I guess let's just uh 
listen to one of the two songs on this. Dirt. We'll listen, we'll listen to Dirt. Yeah, so we're going to hear Dirt by Ugly off of their promo 2020.
All right, we just heard the song Dirt by Ugly off of their promo 2020. Um, so I'm just going to say right off the bat, I liked that a lot. However, the production was god-awful. Dude, I was going to say the exact same fucking thing. I, 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 my, my portrait of Dorian Gray paid off. Mm-hmm. I shed the, uh, the negative vibes that I was feeling onto the paper, mm-hmm. and uh, I was repaid with this. But man, I just wanted that to be so much fucking louder and meaner. Yeah, for sure. I kept turning it up in the headphones because I just felt like I, I it was not I wanted to sound like the fucking world is ending. Yes. The drums in particular, like the bass, I thought the bass sounded the bass tone and everything sounded really good. Yep. And I'd have been happy with just drums and bass sounding like that if the drums also sounded like atomic fucking bombs dropping. Right. Um but everything just sounded really separate mm-hmm. and, and weak and quiet. And it, it did say that this is a quarantine recording. So, yeah. you know, I mean, there's that going on, right? Quarantine session promo for the upcoming LP, but the finished product needs to be a hundred times louder and noisier. Yeah, I agree for sure. Because content wise, this is fucking awesome. Yes. I mean, it was, and you know, fucking swans very apt yeah um right away i mean right off the bat with like the breathing sound I, mm-hmm. there's that neurosis jarbo record and there's yeah, a track yeah. on there where she's breathing yep um it immediately got me thinking about that so i mean definitely um you know like like definitely some fucking uh jarbo era swans in there mm-hmm. um heavy but man, it just should have been so much fucking heavier and like like louder. And I I could not get it to be loud enough. Yeah, no, I agree with that entirely, man. I, I was like, I'm I I am experiencing a strange mix of disappointment and uh, excitement of the potential of what could be. Yeah. Um, it, so if if this is any indication, there the link to uh, to live a lies website is in their description on the right so maybe to live a lie is putting out this lp uh will if you're listening to this throw these fools some money to record that lp um i I think will from to live a lie listens every once in a while yo make sure that this shit sounds good because uh if the production is is done right on this uh that will be a very very good lp um the god the god flesh compare yeah go ahead fuck it let's just do it right Uh uh-huh send it to willie killy (laughs) <laughs> That's yeah, true, true. Um, he he will do a good job on mixing and mastering. However, you got to engineer it right. That's or right. else there's nothing that even the best engineer can really do to save it. That's true. Um, and and I think that I think some of the it, um the problems were in the engineering. And it looks like Brandon, who sent this in and who plays uh, bass in this band, did the engineering, mixing and mastering. I'm not trying to hate on you, man, but uh, but I just I I don't think your skills are. Or at least your means. Who knows? You might just have a, a meager setup. I certainly know that I do. Um, you got to operate within those means. You know, I record the type of music at home alone that I can do with the material that I have, and I don't try to usually go too far outside of that. Um, whatever you're working with, I don't think does these songs justice because that song was very good. Uh, I immediately liked it. I liked pretty much everything about it, except for the production. So just please, please, sink some money into production make the record sound good and uh you can rest assured that i will pick up a copy because that the song was very good yeah that was crushing i really i really liked it um and live it better be deafening yes yeah i mean that's the thing it is 
it needs to sound like the end of the world. It needs yeah. to be so overwhelming. Like mm-hmm. all the like everybody's basically competing with each other to see who the fuck can be louder. Right. And it needs to be distressing live. Right. Well, I, we've cited it before. Uh, Author and Punisher. We've talked yep. about it before. That live show is exactly because, of, of course, obviously, Author and Punisher is drawing heavily from God, Flesh and Swans and all of right. that shit. Right. That music needs to be oppressive. It needs to sound like it is inside of your skull screaming to get out. Right. Um, I uh, When we went to that show, I felt it l- quite literally in my chest. It was uncomfortable to, to watch. And that's exactly how this should be. Yeah, I mean, you don't you don't put on street cleaner, nice and quiet in the background, right? Yes, right? exactly. Yes, that that's a record that you put on to basically, you know, take you by the fucking throat, um, and and ruin your speakers. Yeah, exactly. Um, and this should be the same thing with this. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The, yeah, the, one of the most one of the most essential components of music like this for me is that. It's not just posturing as challenging or aggressive, but that it, it actually is uncomfortable. Like I, I don't even, you know what I mean? I, I want to be made to feel uncomfortable when I'm hearing it. I, yeah. I, 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 that's what appeals to me about music like this. It takes me out of my comfort zone and puts me in a, on a completely different wavelength. I want um, it to be sonically uncomfortable. I want it to be thematically uncomfortable. Yep. Yep. Visually sure. uncomfortable. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Uh, cause, because I think this is, um, this is like one of the last bastions musically where there's still ample opportunity to transgress, to artistically transgress in a way that feels satisfying to proto edge lords like myself and Nate. Um, I think you can do a lot with this form if you really push the limits of it. And, uh, like I said, this is incredibly promising. I like the music. So I just, I hope the final package is a little bit more polished in a way that will allow me to engage with it in the way that I wanted to engage with this song. But uh, you're on the right path. That's for goddamn sure. The songwriting is there. Um, so on that note, do we want to move on to the next thing? Sure. Let's keep uh, let's keep the good good vibes going. Uh, okay. Let's. Uh... All right. One again. Okay. One is Night Feeders. So that's promising. You know, we got a Jay Styles band in the queue. It's uh, Night uh, Night Feeder. I'm sorry, not not plural. Nightfeeder.bandcamp.com. This is their uh, demo, which is called Rotten. It is uh, already sold out on the cassette edition that came out in February. Eight-song demo cassette. Um, let's see. Do they have a song that we want? they want us to listen to? Well, they just have the first song queued up, so let's just go with that. Um, Exploited Partisans. So we're going to listen to Exploited Partisans by Nightfeeder off of their Rotten demo. All right.
All right, that was the song Exploited Partisans by Night Feeder off of their Rotten Demo. Nate? Uh, that is exactly how I like my DB crust. Mm-hmm. Um, noisy, aggressive, short to the point. Don't uh, fuck around with atmosphere. Just get in, rip it, and get the fuck out. Right. Um, I like that a lot. And how could you not if you like <laughs> the other bands that members of this band were in, right? Yeah, I think it's most of the personnel from the band Death Raid as well, yeah. which is, uh, I think, Jay's maybe most most recent band, but I couldn't tell you. Right. Um, so, but yeah, it's, it's right in line with that stuff. Right. Do you like Disrupt? Do you like Death Raid? Do you like anything that sounds like that, then you like this. Sure, yeah. Right? This was yep. re- this was really good. Uh, I'm going to order one of those gold tapes um, or clear yellow cassettes right now, the second pressing. Oh, shit. Okay, cool. I didn't see that there was a second pressing up there. Cool. So yep. the red is sold out, but yeah, there's a yellow. That, yep. So if you like this, you can still get a, still get a copy of that. Right. Uh, um, yeah, this was really good, right? There's not a whole lot to say about it. It was just really well-executed, raw, crusty D-beat stuff. And and what else would you expect from Jay Styles? Right. Um, the man the man literally helped write the book on the genre. So I would, expl- I, I would expect no less than um, a, a, a perfect 10 execution on this shit. And uh, I think that pretty much landed right there if this is a genre that's not interesting to you probably doesn't offer a whole lot because it's pretty much you know it's right in line with the genre tropes you would expect from this stuff right it's like i said i think it's the best possible execution of those tropes um it's it's really solid ripping crusty d beat solid straightforward in the pocket drumming riffs you got to have fucking riffs yep indeed um and that riff that riff Sounded like it could have been fucking written in 1989 and been on the Disrupt demo. Right. Yes, exactly. And, mean, and if you were in Disrupt, you're allowed to rip Disrupt extra. You can go ahead, pull from the well. You, uh, like I said, you, you, you help dig the whole, the, you, you help dig the well. You can, you can draw from it. Well, you know what? Anybody can fucking write it. can, 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 can rip a Disrupt riff because basically they're all good. Yes, right? that's true. Right. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I can't think of a disrupt song that I that that uh, I'm like, well, fuck that song. I'm gonna right. skip that doesn't that doesn't absolutely slay. I can't think of a disrupt recording. It doesn't fucking slay from front to back. Yep, agreed. I mean, agreed. they even fucking they even improve. So you know, we've talked about it on the um, on the, on the uh, Patreon podcast mm-hmm. with the single sided splits, but like the disrupt uh, sauna split. Yeah. That that fucking cover of protest, that conflict song protest, mm-hmm. it's so much fucking better than the original version of the song. Yep, one hundred percent. And I'm right? a big conflict fan, and it's right. it's undeniably better. Yeah, right. And, and like that's as far as I'm concerned, that's the best disrupt material. That recording is amazing. It's dude, it's legit insane. <laughs> that, right. that I mean, the disrupt side of that split is if you've never listened to it, like I said, I mean, it was on our one sided splits episode. So, um, you know, the sauna side is not anything special simply by virtue of the fact that it's on a split with that disrupt material of all the disrupt material. That stuff is straight up some of the most ripping D beat hardcore ever put to tape. Yeah. And basically, if you don't like this shit, mm-hmm. you're a fucking poser, <laughs> right? Yeah, yes, you've been Because this stamped. is about as fucking ripping punk rock hardcore as you can get. 
yeah, you've officially been hit with the poser stamp. This is, uh, yeah, what's what's not to like about this? It's fast, it's blown out, it's fucking angry. Right. Um, it's about as classic as you can get. I mean, I don't know. What's I truly, we say it time and time again when we hear stuff that at least our our ears seems undeniably likable. I, I truly don't know what's not to like about this. Right. This is the shit that, like, you go out on a date, you start with Glean, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you right, right, right. Start with glean. Now that, may, mm-hmm. that might not be your normal jam, but right. it'll it'll do in a pinch, and you know that it's not offensive enough that it's like right away gonna like you know create a rift, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You start with glean, but this is what you're steering them towards. Yes. Right. Exactly. Right? You're, this you're is moving what you're towards fucking this. steering them. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. By the For end sure. of the night, you're hoping to God that you're listening to Night Fear. Right. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't have a whole lot more to say about no, this. No, this was really fucking good. Yeah, it was great. I, I this, expected it to be great, and it was. Dude, between this and like Ugly, um, and and like all the other fucking bands that are coming out of like you know PNW, mm-hmm. man, oh man, oh man. Sometimes, uh, sometimes uh, I do lament that the, we're not a little bit closer. Well, Ugly is from Prescott, Arizona. Oh, they are? Yeah, they are. Yep. Okay, I thought, they were from, I thought they were from PNW. Uh, Never mind. No, they're not. Um, All right, well, fuck the Pacific Northwest. Uh, but, you know, the, the Pacific Northwest is uh, not only a, a, one of the most beautiful parts of the country, if not the most beautiful, uh, but also, yes, produces some very dope music. Um, but yeah, like I said, I got nothing else to say about Night Feeder other than the fact that uh, it really fucking rips. The tapes are still available, so pick one up if you can afford to. And... Uh, yeah, I guess let's roll the dice, see what's up next. Shout out to right Jay Styles. You're still doing it. Yeah, for real. See, and that's what I'm saying. So you said, like, you hate seeing young people that don't fucking go off, right? Mm-hmm. Jay yeah. Styles is no spring chicken. No, he's not. He's been doing this for 30 years, at least. Yeah. There's no doubt that he's older than me. Right. By far. He's probably, you know, he's got to be, what, fucking 70, 75? <laughs> right? Maybe not Maybe not quite there, but he's he's definitely older than you, yeah. Right. I'm pretty yes. sure that he was in like the, the he's like from the like I think he was in Nam from in seventy three and seventy four <laughs> just before we pulled out. Right, yeah, that that right? could be. Uh-huh. And uh he's fucking ripping it, dude. He's writing shit like this that that it sounds basically timeless and fresh and is hyper aggressive. Yeah. Um he's living that life, man. So anybody else that you know, oh, I'm too old for that shit. Fuck you. Then kill yourself. Yeah, for sure. Right. Also, and that will be positive because <laughs> we don't need people like that. We don't need that attitude, right? And I think that that, that oh, I'm too old, that fucking, that, that fucking weep womp and I'm too old attitude, that's an incurable disease, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just, you know what? Euthanize yourself. <laughs> I really like spinning that as a positive because it's it's doing the world a favor. Seriously, if if that's how you feel, right? Uh-huh. Then you're in a really bad, basically terminal state of mind. Sure. Right? There's no right. there's no getting better. There's no getting right. better. It's just gonna keep getting worse. If you're too fucking old at 35 or 40 or 45, you ain't gonna be any fucking younger the next year. Yeah, that's true. And every year you're just gonna get older. And every year yeah. you're just gonna feel older. And every year you're gonna be further and further and further away from the things you like, and you're gonna be faking it harder and harder and harder on the things you think you do like. Right? That's yeah, that's true. So maybe the fucking warm velvet embrace of a casket would be preferable. Maybe, maybe so. I'm just saying, keep it positive. 
<laughs> Indeed, keep it positive. It doesn't. Death does not have to be a negative. Uh, I yo, I will say that the idea of Jay Styles being in Nam, that that type of shit is like the apocryphal tale that like truly great punk and hardcore legends are made of, though. Like it, like you know what I mean. Like that, that does seem like a thing that you you w- maybe would have heard about somebody who was like in a first wave American hardcore band. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, dude, did you know, did you know the dude from Fang was like in fucking Nom? Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I, why do you think he's so fucking angry about war now? Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Cause he experienced the horrors of war firsthand. That's right. He experienced the fucking slaughter of the mm-hmm. innocent with napalm. Right. He, he fucking experienced the futility of it all. He watched, he watched at the young age of 19 after he caught a fucking bullet in his fucking hip and he had to get discharged. He watched as uh, the, the, you know, uh, the, the choppers were loading up in Saigon and basically U.S. was just pulling out, mm-hmm. right? The fall, yeah. the fall of Saigon. And he thought, right. what the fuck was I even over there in the first place for? It's all yeah. just a nightmare. It's all just corporate greed, and it's all just a nightmare. And the next fucking month, he's ripping hardcore. <laughs> right? The next month? The next month. Wow. So he was doing it for quite a while. I'm before. telling you, this was, well, recording apparatuses weren't what they were back then. And so, right. I mean, I'm pretty sure that by the time the Disrupt demo came out in 89, you know, Jay had been working on this shit for the better part of 14 years. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Wow. That's that's pretty that's, wild. that's why it sounds so fucking ripping. He had it down. I'm right, not saying exactly. it was perfect in 1975, mm-hmm. but it was definitely there. And I'd love to hear those lost recordings. Yeah, I, I, I truly would love to hear the lost 1975 disrupt recordings. So, Jay, if you're hearing this, send those our way. Um, on that note, let's uh, let's roll the dice. See what's up next. All right. Um, four. Um, okay. Four is the TI-83 demo. It is ti-83.bandcamp.com. As I said at the beginning of the episode, Denver, Colorado band featuring members of Goon. I mean, that's a formula for success, you know? Of course. And the Texas Instruments 83. Yeah. A classic graphing calculator. It is indeed. Um, one of the, one of the greats of uh, amongst graphing, graphing, uh, calculators, uh, the TI-83 is one of the greats. You can run Doom on TI-83. I know. We used to, I didn't do it, but I knew some folks that could program games on them and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they would teach me how to do it, and then I would do it. What, um, what I used to do is in math class when I was supposed to be paying attention is I would uh, type a series of usually two numbers because it was the fastest over and over again for the better part of 45 minutes mm-hmm. and then press the clear button and see how long it took for it all to clear off. Oh, yeah. I would try different formulae to see if I could get the graph to look really weird, and it almost always just looked like a parabola. Yeah, no, for sure. I would. No matter what I did. Yeah. No matter what I did. And that's right. because math is fake. Here's a good thing with the TI-83, too. Mm-hmm. This is classic, classic math cheat. Okay. Um, because the teachers would make you clear the memory, right? Right. So here's what you do. You take a pencil and you write the formulas in between the buttons on the front of the key, uh, of the uh, calculator. Uh-huh. Yeah, that sounds right. That's, yeah. uh, that sounds effective. It was effective. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see what TA83 has to offer to us. Um, let's just listen to the first song on this. Okay, News Flash. 
Yes, we're going to listen to Newsflash by TI-83 off of their demo. Welcome to the introduction to the TI-83 calculator. the song newsflash by ti-83 off of their demo yeah that was good i mean mm-hmm. um i don't know if it necessarily stood out from a, a lot of the other weirdo stuff that's that's sort of like out there this like synthy sort of weirdo that owes just as much to fucking craft work as it does devo right um stuff but um yeah i enjoy that i i generally enjoy that i think the big thing with that is i mean aesthetic is half of it right yeah um gimmick is half of it Sure. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed that. That was fun. I would like yeah. to. I would like to see them live. I'm looking. There's a live picture of them, mm-hmm. um, which it's just like them wearing what I imagine they would normally wear. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you got to put a little more effort in your live appearance if you're going to play this. Yeah, I, I agree. I want you to look as stupid as you sound. Right. Exactly. Um, and, and I mean, you don't have to, that doesn't mean it has to be super campy and stupid, but I've said before, like, um, I don't know, there's some live footage of fucking like Devo playing uncontrollable urge, mm-hmm. right? They look fucking perfect. They sound perfect, right? Right. Yeah. And the moves are down. Everything is there. And we said it before, you know, there's something to be said for showmanship. Um, right. So don't just show up as you normally would in a basement show looking in your normal fucking scrubs take it take it a, take it a step further yeah for sure make it make it an experience right give me right. the whole package right um yeah i did like this I, I like this a lot though uh the riff was supremely stupid which i like um you know as soon as it kicked in i was like all right this is this is dumb in a way that is uh particularly appealing to me as a lot of the stuff that falls in this lane is mm-hmm. um i think it i would like to hear a little bit more high fidelity recording on it yeah i agree with that it was a little bit hard to discern exactly what was going on all the time um and with this kind of stuff you know like i think uh i think power plants recording like people in the sun like that record sounds perfect to me Mm -hmm. um everything is incredibly clear while at the same time doesn't sound you know it's not it, it doesn't sound like it was recorded in fucking pro tools with like it sounds like it was done on analog equipment, 
um, as I think that it was, but there's still like a clarity and a fidelity there that makes each part distinctly discernible and the production just pops and it helps the overall delivery of the finished product. And I think this would probably benefit from a little bit higher production, but it's a demo. So, you know, right, right. I mean, right. You, do, you don't want like a noisy, hardcore um, no. sound to this. You want it, you want it to sound a little, it doesn't have to be hi-fi, right. but you, you, you want it to sound a little clearer, a little quirkier. Well, yeah, and like like uh, that li- that landline record comes to yep. mind. You or, know, I wrote um, GT. That sure. shit's lo-fi, but man, does it sound fucking good! Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so there's a middle ground that this stuff can occupy production-wise, and I, I think um, post demo, I would like to see this maybe ramp up the production quality a little bit, um, and it would probably help endear this to me a little bit more. Based on that track, I'm probably not, you know, I, I don't know necessarily that I'd pick up this tape, uh, but I do, but it is interesting enough to me that I want to listen to the rest of it and see if it might change my mind because yeah. um, I do really, I do really dig this style in general. The songs are all super short. That could go one of two ways for me because I think with songs like this, there is room to do more. You know what I mean? You're not playing crusty DB. Right. Um, you can write a two and a half minute song within this format. And if you're, actually applying yourself in such a way that songwriting is is a priority for you uh you can fit a lot into two and two and a half minutes so what seeing a bunch of songs that are clocking in right around the one minute mark on this is like makes me it makes me question whether or not this is more gimmicky than i would want it to be you know what i mean or more low effort than i would want it to be right yeah because i mean even with like the synth you can go on for, you know, quite a while with some minimalist sort of synth, just almost to the point that it becomes uh, like a like repetitive background noise. You know what I mean? And it doesn't mm-hmm. bother me with this. Right. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. The format just lends itself to uh, a little bit lengthier songs than many other many other forms do. Um, so, yeah. So the, the brevity here ironically based on what we normally say is slightly off-putting for me because even that song to me i was like oh damn this is already over i was kind of expecting more yeah um but that said you know all 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 critiques aside i did like that and it was like i said promising enough for me uh that i'm going to definitely check out the rest of the tape yeah well i mean i liked it enough that i wish that, that that like you said hopefully it's not just a low effort gimmick Right. Yeah, for sure. Because I think there's a lot of room to do some some really cool stuff um, if you take the time to sort of dial in the aesthetic and uh, the direction that the band's going to go, unless it's just sort of like a goofy side project. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So let's uh, let's do one more. We've gotten through six today. Let's oh, make it seven. It's a monster session tonight. We got time. We We haven't really, we haven't had anything that we've laid into. I'm, uh, I'm going to have to go to the D4. Yeah, you're going to have to go to the D4. We'll see what we land on. Two two of them are things that I'll have to actually email over to you if we land on them. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay. Three. Okay. Three is Sweet Soul. So they do have a band camp, which I think is just sweetsoul.bandcamp.com. But the song that we are going to hear on here uh, is not not available on there. Let me uh, let me get the rundown on this track real quick before we hear it, because like I said, Ian from the band sent it over to me, and uh, I think he gave me some info about the actual release. So 
Um, let's see. So yeah, okay. So this is this is a it's this is a single off of a three song single tape that is a promo for their LP. So far, no further, which is coming out via Numerality Zine. Which I'm going to say another thing on Numerality. Yep, this is another thing on Numerality Zine. It's coming out in late summer uh, slash early fall. Um, recorded by Colin Knight at Paradise Studios and OC, mastered by Nick Townsend. Like. Yeah, so I was right in my uh, initial assessment of, uh, he said, power pop with 90s punk influences. He said that y'all motherfuckers are probably going to shit on these descriptors too, but hopefully we like it more than the early stuff. So uh, so yeah, I will uh, I will email this over to you. We are going to listen to Noises Drowned by Sweet Soul off of their upcoming three-song single on Numerality Zine. We just heard the song Noises Drown by the band Sweet Soul. And so I'm just going to speak to to Ian directly here because he sent this over to us. You submitted it the first time too. Um, I, you know, I just, I, I'll give you a preemptive apology here for, for what I'm about to say. <clears throat> but man, this just sounds like fucking Blink-182 to me. <laughs> um, you know, I guess you said there is 90s punk influence. I would say 90s pop punk influence for sure. Um, but uh, but not a lot of not a lot of buzzcocks, not a lot of DBs, you know, uh, stuff that I would think of when I think of sort of classic power pop doesn't come to mind. I'm not hearing a lot of exploding hearts in this. Um, and there's plenty of very poppy saccharine power pop shit that I like. You know, I really love that Smart Hearts LP from last year uh, a ton. Um, but yeah, man, especially with the, I think the vocal delivery is a big part of it too. And then the, the harmonies that you guys chose, this just sounds like, uh, just sounds like Blink-182 to me, man. I gotta say, I'm sorry. I'm sure that's not what you wanted to hear, but, uh, I, yeah, I, this is well executed in terms of it. The recording is very solid. Um, the playing is good. The songwriting is good for what it is, 
but uh this is this is not my not my shit yeah this um i i i'm not that familiar with uh blink 182's catalog other than you know the the songs that were on the radio all the time right um and there's a reason for that sure yeah um, the reason for that is uh i'm not an idiot <laughs> um this is um this is uh this is a sound produced by somebody that did not know the horrors of play coup and denang and <laughs> hill 792 that's um, for sure this is a sound that can only be written with a that can only be written from those with a uh naivety of heart that um is painful to see <laughs> indeed only um, only because of 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 uh of what it foretells about the disappointment that that is to come in this person's life. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate you coming, you listening to the show, and you 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 sending stuff in. And I've said before, keep writing your shit because somebody's gonna fucking listen, gonna like it, right? I, I, mean, I think a lot of I think a lot of people like there this you go. band. Actually, there you go, man. right? There there there's fucking something for fucking everybody, right? Yeah. Um, but this is not for me, no. at all. This was horrible. Um. <laughs> Yeah, it's so you compared it to the Smart Hearts thing, right? Right. That's because that was based in centered in like basically rock, right? Right, yes. I mean exactly. the Smart Hearts is centered squarely in like 70s era power pop rock. Right, yeah, exactly. Right? Yep. It's not it's not fucking pulling from the kiddie pool. It's not, no. And um yeah, man. This is horrible. Horrible. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, you, you I mean, tell like, me- like, just like, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss here because it's so fucking far out of anything that I would choose to listen to, right? Right. Um, that I, I, I just don't have a lot of descriptors for it. It's too saccharine. It, um, the the vocal delivery, um, yeah, like it's just. We said last week. What was that band? Uh, placeholder. Yeah, yeah, placeholder. Mm-hmm. You managed to thread. They managed to thread a line. Um, yeah, where it, you know it sounds like it could be written by grown men singing to teenage girls. <laughs> right. Right. Uh-huh. And and this is like, this is fucking music for teenage girls. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I I agree. I mean, my assessment of it sounding like Blink One Eighty Two essentially says as much, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Uh, I the I and you know that would be fine if that's what you guys were going for. But I get the distinct impression that you think that you sound a way that you definitely don't, because like you know, for the first stuff, you were like, yeah, it's like power pop infused seventy seven punk, and we were like, mm, not really. And then for this stuff, you were like, yeah, it's like power pop with some nineties punk influence. And like, again, yeah, as you just said, right. You know, smart hearts pulling from seventies rock and shit like that. I, I hear the words power pop and I think of fucking cheap trick. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. Right? right. That's power pop. And this, this is nineties pop punk. That's, that's what it is. And if that's what you were going for, I would say, God bless more power to you. But there's some disconnect between based on what I know of you and how you've communicated your expectations, you know, of how you, how you expect people to hear this. There's some disconnect between that and what is coming out on the tape. 
because this sounds like 90s pop punk. It sounds like Blink-182. Um, and I don't know what's getting lost in translation from what's happening in your head and what you're trying to do and, and what's arriving to our ears, but there is a disconnect. And I, that's really my main criticism of this because I don't like it. You know what I mean? Like I said, I think it's well done for what it is, but for what it is is appealing to me in almost zero ways. Um, but I so badly want you to, I want you to be able to deliver the promise of what your, of what your heart truly desires, which is to write, evidently to write some anthemic power pop. Um, your songwriting is not bad. I, I think you have it in you, but, uh, I don't know, man, you might just need to go on like a purge, stop listening to everything else you listen to, go back and listen to some classic power pop, listen to cheap trick, listen to the, uh, the power popular um, reaches of the big star catalog. Listen to the, the Barracudas. You know, there's a lot to fucking draw from, um, and this this is not any of that. Um, also, I will say too, for for the sake of promotion uh, on Sweet Soul's part, this tape uh, is out actually, at least digitally, um, on their Bandcamp. I guess in the time that they sent this to us and the time that we actually got around to it uh, the time that transpired between that um it went up digitally because they put it up on may 18th so you can go to sweet soul ca.bandcamp.com and the entirety of the three song single that this is from is on there so if you liked this um there's two more songs that you can hear and it's it you know their lp should be out uh via the summer um but yeah man this is this is blink 182 shit it's little kid shit it's it's not for me i'm telling you so so i've come back to it a few times about, you know, getting to know somebody and, mm -hmm. you know, you're testing the waters with them. Right. If, if, if you and I were driving around somewhere and yeah. you, you know, you're one of those dudes that drives around windows down music playing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, a lot of times loud. Um, and if, if you were listening to this, I wouldn't get in the car with you. <laughs> you mean if it were, a, if it were our first meeting? even now right even now okay if you well, showed up in front of my if you showed up in front of my house like this i'd act like i didn't know you <laughs> yeah you well you got to keep your rep up to the fucking vagrants that live next door it's not even the, the rep it's it's like yeah i guess it's just sort of like my own personal like shame like what the fuck like i, I honestly if someone pulled this out on me and was like yo check this out in a public setting right cell yeah. phone you know, put it on their fucking cell phone, put it on a table, or eating outside of the restaurant, and they're playing this. Yeah, I, I would look around with the same level of apology and alarm as if they just started shouting like racist shit. <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 for sure. And start backing away from the fucking table. Yeah. Well, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? To turn that off? Are you fucking kidding me? What are you fucking thirteen? Uh, yeah yeah i feel you man yeah um yeah i would not want to be seen in public listening to this i agree it's um, it, it's it and if it doesn't induce that level of shame in you that's fine that's cool but right. if 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 it doesn't induce shame in any fiber of your being you have to acknowledge it ain't good yeah, this is very true. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, again, I don't want to give the impression. I don't want to give the impression that this is bad in execution. I, you know, in keeping with our our promise to be positive. Right. No, like no I, right. 
the execution is good for what it is. But like I said, it's hard for me to even say if if you told me if you told me, yeah, we're writing some fucking Blink-182 warship here. And then you gave me this. I'd say, hey, man, I think this shit sucks. To, you know, it's not to my taste, but like fucking bravo, you guys did it. I'm sure anybody um, who grew up on that shit will enjoy this quite a lot. But again, the thing that makes it so hard for me to say anything genuinely nice about it is that clearly you're not going for Blink-182 and yet still landed on it. So it's like hard for me to be positive. So I can't even really say, oh yeah, the execution is good because the execution is clearly quite disparate from what you want it to be. I, I don't know. I don't want to re- I'm not going to repeat myself endlessly, but I, yeah, I, uh, I don't like this. I I, I find I'm, I'm 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 bummed because we really didn't go in on anything this episode, and like I feel bad <clears throat> that we went on on this thing after Ian once again, you know, placed placed his music within within our hands. He trusted us. Yeah. He gave us his trust, and uh, once again we crushed it well, like a little bug underfoot. Um, what what is the uh... What is the uh, fable of the scorpion and the tortoise and the turtle? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, this is just not my nature, man. In no. no way. I mean, you're doing your thing. That's, you know, hey, I'm going to keep it positive. You're doing your thing. You know, you're fucking making music that sounds fucking horrible, but at least you're doing it right. I would rather that you made music that sounded cool, but did it horribly. Um yeah, that's true. <laughs> that, that yo, may, that that's maybe the fucking crux of our entire the theory or the approach, the philosophy, the underlying philosophy of this whole show is that we would rather make we would rather you make cool music than that sounds horrible than shitty music that sounds great. Yeah, yeah, right. Because there's yeah. plenty of music I listen to that I like that sounds way worse than this. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, it's also good music. Right. Yeah. Like that, that ugly stuff sounded like complete dog shit, but I am uh, really eagerly awaiting that LP to drop and hoping for the best and, and keep thinking uh, throughout the course of this ep- episode, I've thought a couple times to myself, man, that ugly stuff was really awesome. What a yeah. pleasant surprise. Yeah. Um, and, and yet, you know, we, the end cap for the episode was this thing that was sort of I guess objectively good. It was well played and well performed and well recorded, and uh, I hated every second of it. Right, so, right. And and however you want to take it. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, if your intention is to write little baby songs to fucking teenage girls and boys, cool, you did it. Right, right? indeed. Yeah. Um, but if that's not, then uh, you fucked up again. Yeah. Back back to the drawing board, Ian. Um, so on that note, I guess let's just do a little housekeeping and, uh, we'll wrap it up. Um, if you want to submit music to us, which after hearing that, I don't know why you would, but, (laughs) (laughs) but if you would like to, if you would also like to place your trust in our hands only to have it promptly crushed, um, and trodden underfoot, then go ahead and send music to demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, or if you're on Facebook, you can join the Demolition Podcast Facebook group, and there's a thread in there. I, I pulled a couple uh, selections from that for this episode. If you want to join the Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash demolitionpodcast. Uh, just a few days ago, I put up the fourth and final part of our Deep Wound Family Tree series that we were doing, where we explored all of the uh, various musical corners of uh, the members of Deep Wound after they left the band, all of the wild, wild places that they ventured. And, um, and boy, 
if nothing else shows our dedication to slogging it out, right? Yeah, for real, man. I, I put a tr- I, I genuinely put like a trigger warning up top on that last episode. Yeah. I did a little voiceover and said, hey, just to let you know, there's not going to be a lot of good music in this. It's going to be a slog. You know, listen, listen at your own risk. Like um, the Charlie Nakajima episode, I left, I walked away from that amused, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of, we, 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 like when we were done with Charlie, it's not like we recorded in separate sessions, but when we were done with Charlie right. Nakajima, I was amused and I was absolutely fucking champing at the bit to go on Scott Helland. Yeah. And I haven't felt that bad in a long, like genuinely down and bad in a long time. <laughs> then after we finished the Scott Helen episode. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it was, it was a real test of my fucking emotional endurance. That's for sure. Uh, once we got into talking about bat frogs and stuff, um, I really went to a very negative place. Yeah. I mean, so again, positivity, uh, sweet soul, at least you're not fucking doing whatever the hell it is Scott Helen is doing. Right. Yeah. At least you're not like a uh, curly Q mustache steampunk types. Right. At least um, you're not, the- uh, at least you're not, uh, um, beer belly bearded craft dad, you know, playing fucking whatever the goddamn hell they were playing at. Uh, um, what was that one band? The, uh, the, the river band. Oh, where river club, the where river club. Yeah. Here's, here's, so here's the thing. I mean, you know, most people aren't even going to hear this episode, but it, nine times out of 10, if mm-hmm. your band makes a regional reference to a regional geologic or geographic feature, mm-hmm. it sucks. That's very true. Yes. I agree. Right. Yep. It sucks. Right. Yeah. No, no one wants to hear, no one wants to hear the fucking, uh, mommy river boys <laughs> playing yeah, fucking true. songs out here in Northeast Indiana. Right. That's true. Yeah. No one wants to hear, um, the Mount Olympians, uh, or whatever over in fucking Greece, you know, whatever the fuck it is that bullshit they're playing. No sure. one wants to hear your band named after a regional geographic feature. I'm just going to stop you there for a second. If a Greek band came out called the Mount Olympians, I would listen to that. <laughs> I'd probably give it a listen. You're probably right about that, but I guarantee it'd be bad, right? We'd be disappointed. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, by and large, your theory, uh, remains, remains true. Um, so yeah, uh, so yeah, you can join the Patreon if you want to, if you want to walk through that circle of hell with us. Um, we got some more content coming soon. Um, Nate and I talked about doing maybe a family tree series on Rorschach, um, which, uh, I'm pretty stoked about. I think that leads to some very interesting musical places. I mean, everybody, well, not everybody, but some people know that, uh, the members of Rorschach definitely went on to do some pretty, uh, some qu- some quintessential '90s hardcore releases. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, and well, Rorschach in itself is fucking great. So there's bound to be less shit. Yes, um, to wade through than we did with uh, Deep Wound. This is very true. Yes, um, and then if you're uh, you know if you're in the sound of my voice and you like what we do, take a minute to uh, to drop a, a rating and review on iTunes uh, or uh, Spotify or whatever the fuck it is that you're using because it helps increase visibility for us. And uh, we have a couple messages that have come down the pipe. We'll get, okay. down, we'll get, we'll get around to those on an a episode coming up here soon. But if you want to drop us a line, call and leave a message at 260-222-8341. And uh, unless you have anything else to add, I think, uh, I think oh, that's so about it. we're not going to do the messages now? 
Well, I I don't think so. I I don't know, man. I think it's it's a weird it's a weird vibe listening to them remotely because it it makes it it's hard for me to like edit them in with the timing because yeah. like the messages are kind of because we like I don't want to have any sort of commentary over the messages and right. like it's it's a different. I don't know. The editing process was just kind of a bitch when I was trying to do that other episode, like the bonus episode that I completely fucked up. Yeah. It was kind of a bitch. I think that messages are best saved for, for doing them in person. All right. Okay. So, so let's just, when we get back around to recording in person, uh, let's do the messages then. Okay. So, uh, if, if you got nothing else to add, I guess we can, uh, we can wrap it up there for the week. No, I'm good. All right, cool. So thanks for listening and, uh, we will catch you next time.